<laughs> this is pretty amazing. Okay. You good, Dan? <laughs> we are on Demir BF. Oh, Welcome, Ooh. Only the Strong. Let's, I, uh, let's start I, off by everyone introducing themselves to this uh, to this show here. Uh, um, well, I'm Mason. I'm the singer of Only the Strong. I'm Taylor, and I'm the rhythm guitarist for Only the Strong. Uh, I'm Kyle, and I'm the lead guitarist of Only the Strong. And Screamy Boy. He does do the screams. <laughs> I'm Nico. I'm lead bassist of Only the Strong. <laughs> lead bassist. I'm Kane, and I'm the drummer of Only the Strong. Nice, nice. I'm the BF of DM Your BF. My nice. co-host, Dane. <laughs> and we have guest host uh, NME, Nick Manessis here. He's uh, guesting in on this show. Yeah. It's, nice it's an honor to be here. It's an honor to be here, Dane. Thank we you. are also very honored to be here. So yeah. This is cool. <laughs> this is really cool. I like this. And also so, nice to meet you all musicians as well. <laughs> Yeah. So I've been doing a little digging on you guys. I just found out Dane informed me like 40 minutes ago that this show is actually happening. I completely forgot. <laughs> so and then he just mentioned in the group chat like who our guest was. So I was like, oh, OK, so this is completely this is all brand new to me. Uh, I just did a little bit of research. Um, but, you know, why don't you guys give us just like a, a sample of like who you guys are as a band and what kind of like your mission statement is and what you're hoping to achieve? I, found, I did a little digging, but for our audience out there who maybe isn't so familiar, can you just give them a quick rundown? For sure. I'm going to let Mason take this one. <laughs> um, so we are a Calgary-based pop-punk band slash easycore band. Uh, we were founded, I think, two years ago now, which is crazy. Um, and we kind of just, like, didn't really know what we are doing. And then as time progressed, we found our name, uh, Only the Strong, and when we got that name, we kind of had the idea that we wanted to make music that would help people through some like harder times and stuff like, which is a very basic like band statement. You always want to connect with people, but like we chose only the strong cause we don't even mean just strong mentally, like or physically we mean strong mentally. Like it's hard with a lot of stuff going on, especially right now, like people who suffer from mental illnesses and all the isolation, it's even worse. And so our goal is to just help people through hard times and hope like, Thankfully, we're able to do that sometimes, and it makes us feel real good. So as a band, um, you guys are notably pu uh, punk. Uh, is that just a coincidence where you guys just like all into it? Or are you kind of like heavy metal fans, but you're like, we're better at punk? Like, I, we all definitely split into different groups. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I'll, I'll let you go into your I, I actually, like, I came from a heavy metal band where Mason came in as the vocalist and they, then they needed a guitar player for this band. And then, uh, then that's how I joined this. And I still primarily am a metal player and listen to metal mostly. It's been a learning curve for me to like figure <laughs> out the right punk and just uh, like basically be in a different genre that I never listened to before. Yeah, I'm like, uh, for me, I've sort of like, I started with metal, like all throughout high school and a couple of years after I would listen, like pretty much exclusively to metal. And, uh, and then after, like, it's been this like past like year and a half that I've gone through my whole like pop punk 
phase and I've just like I've changed my writing style and and everything and uh I only recently went through my blink phase <laughs> so I'm a, uh, I'm about like 20 years too late on that or well 15 <laughs> years too late on that so which Kane never left his blink phase Kane loves blink when he yeah, do. <laughs> Absolutely. look at that I love him <laughs> yeah but yeah we all come from like different kind of things i know nico when he first started playing bass he like only played jazz bass and then he joined us i only listened to acoustic music and then i joined and then mason was like hey keep all this new stuff and now it's like my favorite genre so very happy i joined the band oh that's really cool yeah learning through like other people's experience like you never know what you're gonna get into but you're like yeah i'll take a shot at it and then you know discovering like a new passion that's that's yeah. also really cool. I mean, I find that when me and Dane do this, we discover like a lot of artists. I feel like otherwise we wouldn't have maybe even heard of, you know, because a lot of people like especially in the Calgary scene are very underground, you know, maybe, you know, you sell like a couple like we, we had this one guy who we actually performed with at Commonwealth that maybe had like 10 people show up to the gig. But I mean, you know, it's it's intimate in a sort of way. And I kind of like that because otherwise we wouldn't have experienced that. And he actually makes decent music. So it's good to, it's crazy to be part of that, you know, to start somewhere and to go from there, which is what I kind of feel from like every artist we kind of bring on the show. For sure. Well, it's funny because Commonwealth was kind of like the start of how I joined these guys. Like I I saw Mason, uh, I I saw Only the Strong open for like another band. And then I went up to Mason after I was like, how would you like to play at Commonwealth with a band that's like a totally different genre, like totally different vibe than you guys. And uh, he was like, yeah, sure. And then so I just like sort of met all the guys at that show at Commonwealth. And uh, yeah. Which that show was like a week after our show. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, it was, wow, it's Friday that. night. How about you guys come play like Wednesday? <laughs> that's crazy. Is that a common uh, avenue you hit or like place you guys like to perform at? Uh, I think our most common place to play at would be the rec room. Rec room. Yeah, yeah we play at the rec room a lot. Yeah, I've only seen a couple of concerts at the rec room. Um, They're pretty good from like because you go to the second floor and it's kind of in the back and right next to the bar. It's gets yeah, really yeah. intimate. I mean, how do you guys, I've seen a couple of artists and it's really interesting how they utilize this space. Like, uh, I've been to this one guy, I don't know if you guys know him, but his name is Rich Alcoin. And he gets like really involved with the crowd because it's, it's a smaller venue. And he like, he gets in, like he actually physically jumps in and he does like yeah. all these crazy shenanigans. How do you guys kind of utilize this space in the rec room? Do you guys stick to mainly the stage or? Um, yeah, probably mainly the stage just for now, because we just recently started getting uh, wireless guitars set up. And then, um, uh, like, I've crowd, I've personally crowd surfed once there. I think Taylor has <laughs> once or twice. Um, but a lot of our interaction just comes before the show, like just going up to the random people and saying hi and introducing ourselves and stuff. I, I definitely love crowd surfing. I've never crowd surfed at the rec room, but I've crowd surfed lots of other times outside of that. Hey, that's an experience. What's that like? Is it worth it? It looks fun. I've never done oh, it personally. It's so fun. I have, like, you, and then, like, the if you have to hope that someone's on the photo game while you're doing it, and then someone gets a sweet photo of you crowd surfing while playing, <laughs> and then, because then you could be like, yeah. I did this. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. 
Dane, have, are you speaking from experience when you say you've crowd surfed? <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. I would love to though. That'd be that'd be fun. That'd be fun. Would Why? you ever do it? Not not in this climate though. Not in. Maybe not. That's a lot of hands touching you. I understand. Yeah, yeah it, it, breaks a, it breaks a few rules. But speaking speaking of which, how is this? Uh, disrupted you guys' band like what what did you guys have planned in the next coming weeks and months and how how are you guys getting over this hump of being quarantined it's crazy uh kyle you want to take this one uh well we had uh in the the beginning of april like i think it was like the third the fifth and uh just that weekend and the next weekend we had a like a little couple weekend tour planned and we were uh, gonna play some shows and those got canceled and we were planning stuff for later in like around july-ish and that for right now is canceled and uh and i guess what we're doing in the meantime we're trying to write and just use the spare time all this free time to like finish our ep that we're working on and yeah just wow. yeah. the other is Sorry. Sorry. Uh, the other bummer is that like we had a bunch of like we we had one song we had to finish and it's almost done now. And so we were about to go finish recording the rest of our EP. But um, now we can't because we're all isolating. And so I'm like, cool. Well, we don't have anything to like put out until this is done. So it's just killing us slowly. We're yeah, trying to figure out how to write from home. I was going to ask how that kind of comes together. Do you guys, is there any way to make music while you're kind of apart? Like, is there any way you can, like, do individual parts and, like, Google Drive, share them with each other, and then compose a song? Like, that's long basically. distance. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, someone will come up with something and then, uh, and then, like, post it on the drive, and then someone will be like, oh, like, send the stems, and then we'll work off that, go back and forth, or someone will come up with a whole song and uh yeah <laughs> hmm. so do you guys have like a producer or are you guys doing that yourselves or are you guys mixing everything uh we are working with cody mcmanus from bellevue oh okay yeah That's he cool. recorded our last single we just put out sinking ships and uh it was like we walked in with it one way and walked out and like there was some like changes made not like major changes but some decent changes made that just really fleshed the song out so like he does great work we love working with him that's cool have you guys gone through is it just one producer or have you guys like experienced like other people coming in or like your own input uh yeah pretty much just one i think just like before that we just like wrote our own songs i think uh you versus me well wake up call we also worked with uh the boys in Whitmore, they recorded that one for us. And so, like, they helped a little bit, but it was mainly the same, like, walking in and out of it. Yeah. Makes sense. Well, I haven't listened to any of your music, unfortunately. I just found out about <laughs> And speak, speaking but... of which, um, something I'd like to ask you guys, um, what are some of the, the themes in your songs? Like, messages? Oh, okay. Um... Well, you like so we have three songs out right now. You versus me was kind of just written about like uh like if you take the perspective of somebody like fighting against somebody and huh? trying to like speak over them and they're not able to. 
um like that's what that whole song is based around and like we i kind of just let people interpret how they want sometimes people take it and they're like yeah like this is a physical thing that's happening to me right now somebody isn't listening to me as i'm trying to talk to them and sometimes it's just like you can't listen to yourself and so you versus me is actually you versus yourself um and then wake up call is our other single we have out and that was just written about like um right after high school i like started going out drinking doing all that stuff because i was didn't really do that much through high school so i was like oh i'm gonna live that life now and realized it just wasn't for me and it was like this wake-up call of like yeah this is not right like i i gotta find something better to do and so i pushed towards music and then uh sinking shifts is probably our most emotional song uh that we just put out it was written uh, I wrote the lyrics at like one of the lowest points in my life. Uh, and then I met my current girlfriend and she like helped me come out of it. And so like the whole theme is like that I was a sinking ship and she was the life raft that pulled me out and stuff. Wow. So it's just like a desperate love song, basically. Very inspiring. Thank you. That's Thank touching. You. Yeah, I cry a little. <laughs> <laughs> we all cry a lot. <laughs> It's it's rough out there right now. Yeah. If we didn't cry, we couldn't be in a pop punk band. <laughs> That's true. Oh, of so, course, 100%. <laughs> so when coming together, there's a lot of components because there's there's a lot of uh, members to this band. How do you guys organize that? Do you guys just have like a really great relationship, or is there like some people are more like leaders and like, or some people take like the back seat? How does how does the dynamic between you guys work so that it all like you can produce such crazy content. Uh, I typically take the back seat. Uh, I like to, I like to watch. As you can see, I haven't said much this entire conversation, so that's uh, that's my position. Uh, okay. I like to call out little things in writing sessions. There's certain areas that I don't that I think we can change or stuff like that. So I like to just kind of sit back and listen and trying to write a little bit more, but. Mostly we all have kind of our own ideas and stuff that we kind of morph together into something kind of cool and amazing. And I think we all have a pretty good relationship with each other that we can just talk about everything that we like and we don't like. And we can kind of work with each other to make something great out of it all. Yeah, uh, there's actually a funny story. And Kyle, I hope I'm not embarrassing you by telling you this, but uh, or by telling this. Um, when we... When we went to record You Vs. Me, Kyle came in and we were like, hey, we need a solo. Like, you want to write something? And he wrote, like, this super shreddy, awesome solo that we were like, that sounds, well, it was, okay, shreddier than we were used to. (laughs) And we were like, that sounds really cool. Let's go through it note by note and pick it apart. And, like, Kyle just kind of sat there and was like, nobody's done that to me before. And I was like, oh, we're going to do it now. (laughs) Yeah, so, I feel like constructive criticism, though, is super important, though, because, yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel like when in, in bands, you know, everything can come, like, across, maybe even wrong or something like that, if, like, one person takes the lead. Like, if it's a very collaborative effort, and it's, it's a medium which everyone's voice has to be heard, and I feel like you can definitely tell, you know, when uh, bands kind of do their own thing, and then, let's say Phil Collins goes off and does his his solo tour you can kind of see his influences and the band and the way they're restructuring and it's always interesting to see like how big of a part everyone plays you know but you don't really see that unless you're behind the scenes or you're actually in the band to get in this like insider perspective like talking to a band one-on-one it's really interesting to see 
And I'm always curious, like, how does that work, you know? Yeah, well, and one thing we, like, definitely hold true to is, like, when we go in to write, we just have the idea of, like, okay, this is something we made, and while we're, like, attached to it in the writing process, we just, like, take our feelings out of the equation, because, okay. like, if you get attached to a part, and you're like, I love this part, I don't want it changed, and then somebody else has an idea that, like, at the time, you can't see it, and then later, you're like, oh, that was better, and we should have done that, then it's, like, it's just something you regret, so we just take our emotions yeah. out and cut apart the song as much as we can and figure out what does and doesn't work. So these emotions, are they mainly in the lyrics, or are they just, like, in the tone of the song? Uh, honestly, both. Like, yeah? Just, yeah, like, there's been stuff that's been picked apart for guitars, for bass, for drums, for vocals. Like, it's, we just kind of keep it open. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry. So to interrupt is anyone... you guys. We also have Jay Bocott just joined the the call folk artists hey. from Alberta. So we have a we have a round table now. We have two, <laughs> two different bands, two different uh, entities part of this interview. How how are you, Jay? I'm good. 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 So, sorry for the confusion trying to get you into this call. Oh no the... problem. We got her figured out. Okay. <laughs> Very cool. More than merry. We've got we've got nine members in here now so awesome. we're going to do a round table of source so every question we ask only the strong will also be directing to you Bocott, just to fill in two sides of the coin both the folk scene and the pop punk scene in calgary okay. so brennan sorry i interrupted you brennan uh, i have no idea what i was saying I was <laughs> <laughs> but i do have another question so uh, we uh i'm in university and we have this class i have this classmate who is really into punk like he's just we've had him actually on the show before and his one of his major influences like punk and so it kind of rubbed off of me and i was like okay so i i listened to a bunch of spotify punk playlists and i was like okay like i've you know you know the ramones and stuff like that and all the big like classic punk artists but i was like i there was just so much and i actually kind of fell in love with the genre again so i just wanted to know like now that i have this perspective what kind of what influences do you guys kind of embody if at all punk you know or do you guys we, take more pop influences or we definitely pull from a lot more like modern pop punk influences like okay i would okay. say like uh like story so far uh in her own words probably Mason, you wanna? Yeah, like like Chunk, no Captain <laughs> Chunk, four years strong for the engineer side, and then Kyle's just overall influence in writing in any way, shape, or form is Avenged Sevenfold, which is so oh, not yeah. punk. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, yeah, and like I don't know, like I listen to a lot of like metal too, like Beartooth of Mice and Men, stuff like that, and so I'm like, yeah, like we just kind of pull from every genre really. I. I've, uh, I've been getting really into more like instrumental uh music like Pliny and uh, oh, Olivia, uh and David Maxim Mykic uh, and like there it's more like it's not you know, there's like definitely pop influenced things especially in Polyphia it's basically like rap music amazing guitar over it um but it's just i i really like the way that they play and the feel that they get in like their leads and everything and their tone it's like not super distorted but it's like just enough and i've been 
I've for the past few weeks I've been like messing with that, trying to get into that style, and then put that into the music that we're writing. Interesting. Yeah, I was just about to ask, how far will you go, like, with your style? Because I know, like, a lot of artists, like, if you think of, like, the Beatles with, like, their Helter Skelter as opposed to Hey Jude, like, they just, they go and try anything. Well, not anything, but, like, they, they cover a lot of genres. You guys as musicians, how far are you willing to go? Like, is anything on the table or you just generally want to stick to kind of, like, the poppy, punk, punky vibes that you're kind of emanating now? Uh, We kind of... I don't know. Like very recently, we just kind of became really open to whatever. I was watching, uh, or I think I read a post by uh, this band called Hawking, and uh, they were like saying, "I hate when people just like when you're writing instantly write something off because they're like it's not that sound." And so we went in to start writing one of the newer songs that's going to be on our EP, and I was like, "Hey." Um, if I say no, that's not going to fit because this, just ignore me and try it anyways, <laughs> because that's a mentality I need to get out of. So pretty much just wherever it takes us, really. Interesting. Cool. So Jay, to fill you in on this interview, so we were talking about mostly how artists are dealing with this quarantine um, mm-hmm. and only the strong there. If you're a five set, you have five members, correct, in total? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So- we're talking about how a band is able to still cohesively make music in these self-isolation days. Yeah. Uh, for you as a solo artist, how 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 different is that? Like, are you still able to pump out solo records while you well, quarantine? I mean, for me, like a lot of my work um, that I do performing is solo. Um, and I mean, in, in this setting, obviously, I can do a lot of like streaming concerts and stuff like that with solo stuff. Basically, I set up my stuff the same way I'd set it up for a live show. And I use the out on my mixer and I go into my interface and do live streaming with the same sound that I would do in a live show. So that's worked out pretty well. Um, then I also have like a three piece um, kind of classic rock sounding band um, called Rooks. And uh, we've been recording the whole time, too. So we've done we're working on our third song that we've recorded. Um, and I'm just writing them. I'm sending Daryl, our drummer, scratch tracks, and then our bassist is putting stuff on at the end, and then I redo the vocals and guitar at the end. So we're managing to still be pretty productive right now um, and still rolling out a release that we're working on. But, uh, I mean, you, you've got to be busy in all the ways you can, excluding the performance portion of what you do, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. How, how, how did this disrupt you in general? Like, what what plans did you have in the next coming days or weeks that this has really set you off? In um, Well, it's just sort of, it's sort of uncertain. We're, we were talking to, uh, talking to a PR place in Europe that we wanted them to roll out um, our release that's coming out. But uh, to purchase a package for PR right now, it's, it's sort of, you don't know whether your money is being wasted or whether it's being spent in the right place. Um, so we're kind of questioning if we should roll that out as soon as we thought or if we should hold back our release and do it later, um, which is tough because you're excited to put out a new record. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. But, but, uh, but I mean, that's the way the cards have played out. So, you know, we're making some content now and we're trying to trying to make videos and do things that we can do from our separate houses. But um, but it's proving it's proven to be complicated for sure. But I can only imagine. Have you have you two run into each other at all, uh, Jay Bocott and the only the strong uh, YouTube artists 
bands. Have you guys run into each other in the local scene at any point? I, I don't know if I've met you guys before. I'm, I yeah, don't know if you anyways. Yeah, I mean, I did just add you on Facebook. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was going to go grab my phone to, like, follow you, too, and I was yeah. like, I don't want yeah, like oh, I'm gonna like his fan page totally and everything. Uh, no, but I don't think we've run into each other yet. But that's interesting. Well, this is, this is cool because this is what we'll we'll probably keep doing is just inviting, uh, like double booking up artists that uh, yeah. might not know each other, and and it's kind of a way for us to still network as you know as cre- a creative community even with this uh, uh, self isolation because that's the hard mm-hmm. part is meeting new people while you're quarantined. Like how how are you, how are you going to do that without the internet and without maybe um just branching out to other bands so this this is pretty fun i'm so glad this worked out <laughs> yeah well, i'm glad i popped in <laughs> this is amazing um we also have uh jay if you haven't met uh enemy he's a co-host nick Manessis. nice to meet you nice to he's meet you. uh our third host of the episode and yeah of course brennan Pulaski. Cool. and <laughs> i am the um and uh yeah so Apart from being quarantined, like, what what do you guys, well, this is still part of being quarantined, but what do you guys actually prefer about being isolated at this point as artists? Like, is it is it easier to focus on writing songs or, or creating music while you're kind yeah, a hundred percent, man. Like, I I was so busy before. I like you know I squeeze writing into my day, and I was like doing sound tech work and like touring around with my band and like playing tons of bar gigs and hosting jams and. The free time was very limited. So now having all this free time, it's like, holy sh- man, I can write I can write so much now. Like I have so much time to just work on my craft and work on my guitar playing. So I'm making full use of the time, man. Like I've been playing guitar for like twelve hours a day. You know? Wow. Great. Man, I wish. Like I've been like eyeing my guitars from across the room, but for the past five days I've been like doing schoolwork from like wake up to to like as late as i can go in the morning and it's just it's killing me because like i'll I'll be listening to music while i'm doing homework and it's like all i want to do is play music and i can (laughs) well you know you keep working at it and you'll get you'll get to a point where that can be the case probably but um but i mean also being a full-time musician isn't all it's cracked up to be either so be be aware (laughs) Beware, my friend. Hey, hey, man, it's better than being a full-time server. <laughs> yeah. I, I, did that, I did that for a good 15 years, man, for sure. Yeah. 15 years. Make good money as a server depending on where you are. Depending. Oh, that's, true. that's true. And I do love the job. It's just uh, I like music more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that leads me to asking you guys, like, what what was your big your big motivator to you know in your musical careers? That's a good question. Uh, For me, it's just guitar players, man. Like, if I watch a video of Mark Knopfler or um, David Gilmore, you know, like, um, yeah, or Clapton or whatever, you know, like every time I, if I'm feeling uninspired, I just watch watch a video of one of those guys shredding, man, and it just makes me want to practice. Wow. Look at those durations. Uh, Kane, you want to take that one? um yeah what was the question again um like what what motivated you in your musical career yeah oh man Uh, i just like to have fun like i just love (laughs) playing the drums you know it's 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 fun to get out there and and play for everyone and and meet the fans and and i think it's just it's a great 
it's a great time being a part of the scene and being a, being able to do that with uh, like your pals and everything. It's just a good time. That's why I do it. Drummers just like to have fun. Yeah, you know. It. I'm, bas- I'm basically in the same boat. Like I love playing shows. I love writing music. Like to me, like there's no better feeling than like when you write a song and then it just like comes together. Like everybody's parts like mesh and like <laughs> then like the first time of listening to it or playing through it. I just love that feeling. And then like then hearing other people's reactions to like what we made. It's it's like it's an amazing feeling. Yeah. Dude, like I remember the first time we uh like we put out You vs. Me and then we played a show like I think a couple weeks afterwards and there were people singing it back at us and I was just like, I'ma cry. Dude. Like this is <laughs> this is everything to me. Like just wild so i don't know i just like getting up on stage and singing it's a great time is it ever nerve-wracking yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we uh we just played a show with uh set it off capstan and luna coast and we were like oh well we sold like I think it was like 80 tickets or something and it was like we we're like yeah that's gonna be a good turnout and then we get there and there was 500 people there and i'm just like sitting there looking at them and i'm like cool cool don't drop the mic <laughs> like <laughs> please, yeah, don't drop what, the mic <laughs> uh what was really bad about that when uh when we were first like going out and setting up our stuff i had my guitar on my back and then when i was going through the door I didn't realize, but like my headstock hit the edge of the door, and then we go out to start playing, and then like I'm playing the first riff, and I'm just hearing it. I'm like, this sounds so wrong and bad, (laughs) and then so I like I kind of just like push through it until the verse part where I could stop playing because that's when Taylor starts coming up, and then uh, yeah, then I tune. I was like a full half step down on my first string. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't even know that this happened i was just so i was so I, I don't even think like are you talking about for um wait was, which song yeah, was this wake up that call. was the wake up call uh, oh because traditionally you, you since you usually come in first in that verse i don't think i was playing so i don't think either of us were playing there and uh, i don't you, think i even noticed <laughs> You were. I, yeah. I heard it. There, there oh, was, okay. like, a small okay, moment where there was, like, no guitar, and I just kind of, like, looked around, and then Taylor started playing, and I was like, okay, good, 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 good. We're, <laughs> we're doing all right. <laughs> I, I also, that entire first song, I couldn't even tell if my guitar was actually, like, coming out, because we had done our sound check before the other bands had done their sound check and before the, the other band had played before us. And it was just like, we, I didn't have a monitor over where I was. So I was hearing myself through what was like a monitor, either far off or what was go, coming out uh, into the crowd. So I, I didn't even know if I was playing for the entire first song. Oh my gosh. And then, and then after the first song ended, Mason said something like, how are you all doing? So I did the da 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 That's crazy. And Jay, um, you were recently in the Chronicle Herald talking about um, offering mini concerts, and you, so you did mini a concert, concert from your house, I believe, correct? 
Yeah, I've been doing I've been doing a like a streaming thing every couple of days. I just stream a set, and then uh, I also recorded for the Canalta Center in Medicine Hat. They did like a promotional thing where artists are recording um, a set of music and sending it into them to share on their page. So I made one for them that was like more high def and had um, slightly hot, more hi-fi sound. But I've managed to get decent sound for those shows, which has been been handy wow. for sure. You know, I have recording gear at my house, so it comes in. Uh, right now, it comes in super handy. Amazing. So that's just you setting up your your phone and just recording. I'm and doing it through my computer. Your computer. And I'm using I'm using software called LiveDesk to run to Facebook. Wow. And uh, LiveDesk uses whatever camera you have plugged into your USB, and then it uses you can use an interface on it to to put through like more high quality sound. So I do all the mixing on a mixer, and then I send it to my interface and into the computer, and then I stream through my computer onto Facebook. Incredible, incredible. And it, it, you think it sounds pretty? It sounds good. Like, are you happy with? Yeah, I'm getting I'm getting good quality, and and you know what? It's it's kind of a trick to figure that out for Facebook Live. I know a lot of yeah. people just stream through their phones, um, yeah. but that was the whole idea behind me doing it this way. Is I wanted to be able to provide people with something that at least sounded a little more high production, you know? Yeah, um, that's really yeah. cool. Amazing. Yeah, it's like trying to get everything to broadcast in a way that's not like making like uh your sounds playing out of a speaker and then it's feeding back into your microphone so you're hearing a ghost of everything you're playing yeah i'm using i'm using headphones while i play and i'm hearing the mix that's coming from my mixer um so sounds good in my headphones there's reverb on there and stuff so it sounds pretty legit i would say wow would you, would you guys be happy if this was like the the new normal like this is just how things will be for the next two three years would you guys embrace two, it three years guys... it could be that long it really could yeah. be um, i i honestly i uh i'm just preparing myself as best i can for if that's a, if that's a thing that does happen um we obviously we all want to go back to playing big shows and having a bunch of people in the room with you because it's fun sure. doing that um but if we have to get creative and find ways to find sponsors and advertisers and host online shows um, that's a possibility. I mean, there's lots of breweries and uh, um, distilleries that would sponsor things like this or um, different different bars or places still want to get their name out there. So they'd sponsor it like you have to. We'll have to get creative with how how it's generating money for people. Um, but, and but that's the way it might be, you know. So. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I hope we're not stuck like this because uh, I I get real sad without human interaction. So it, <laughs> it's uh, mm -hmm. I mean. I'm blessed that I'm uh, like stuck in a household with like the best parents ever because they're that like some people I'm just like I'm around other people's family members and I'm like how do you live here? Wow. <laughs> but it's like um to it it, it I think it would uh, I think it's already within this first like couple weeks taking a toll on everyone and I can't imagine things staying uh healthy for people if it goes past a couple well i think the reality yeah. is that uh as long as the states don't have their act together it's going to be a longer road in canada <laughs> because they're right next to us man like if they don't get there if they don't get it under control down there we have a big problem up here so um, oh, sure. i think yeah. and i mean unfortunately it doesn't matter how much pressure you put on donald trump he's not really going to figure it out the guy's pretty out of control so 
Mm-hmm. I don't know what you guys yeah, the the C um the I think his name is Robert Redfield, like the head of the CDC. And then it was like it was like Katie something. She uh finally like she backed him into a corner until he finally uh agreed to allow like free testing for Americans. However, I don't know if that's actually going to be fulfilled. Yeah, which is which is nuts. Like this is a pandemic, and the fact that people are like, I can't afford to go get tested or be treated, like, yeah, crazy. And something else that's like uh, been like announced is like New York is like the worst place, and uh, that's uh, sort of ironic to me because at the end of this semester, I was supposed to go to New York. For this <laughs> no way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and oh. so that got canceled and it's like all right well the silver lining is that i can make the show that these guys were going to play with tama hills and nicholas rage which are both be- local bands that i like canadian bands that i really love and i'm uh and i know quite a few of the people in like tama hills too so it's going to be really cool to see all of them and see the new lineup and then uh, I was like, okay, well, I'll be here for that. And then uh, less than a day later, it's like everything is just not happening. Canceled. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, which, cool, cool. Which cool. that show hasn't been canceled yet, but it's it like hasn't? beginning of mm-hmm. May. So, <laughs> so like, I don't have much faith that it won't be. I really like would like things to be better by May. They won't be, but yeah. <laughs> it'd be cool. <laughs> it'd be yeah. really cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Like, we all want to get back outdoors, but um, the sooner we do that, the longer we could end up indoors repetitively. Mm-hmm. Just a cycle of, like, every three months a breakout or, or or something of that sort. Like, they're saying that, like, basically, even if even if things get normal, it won't be normal across the world all at the same time. So we'll just be, like, trying to stomp out fires as they spread, as yeah. things open up again. So I, I feel like I don't want to see this happen for more than six months but unfortunately i'm i'm kind of preparing myself mentally okay this could be a year this could be a year and a half and for like brennan and i and nick we're in the creative world where we um our whole our whole uh education the last four years has been to to produce film and produce video for clients and short films and going out into the real world and shooting is just it's just not happening like we can't we can't make video projects in our home and like actually expect them to good right so we're, we're kind of at a loss here where it's like what what do we do now as like filmmakers as video producers like there's just so there's so many limits now to what we can actually do so I, i'm trying to i'm trying to just branch out into other stuff at this moment at the moment just to give me something to do and but it's tough right now for everyone but especially yeah for yeah people i think because you rely on the public you rely on going out and meeting people you go you rely on putting yourself out there and you can't really do that mm-hmm. if you're stuck at home all the time to the same yeah. extent right well but, and what drives me nuts is there's people out there that are still just like this isn't real like this is oh, some yeah. big government conspiracy <laughs> and i'm sitting there and i'm like okay cool but like people are still dying so like yeah it's pretty real yeah well I'm, I'm like even if it's not and like this is some huge government conspiracy there's a risk right now and people are still getting sick people are still dying so like regardless of what you believe why are you throwing barbecues why are you inviting people over to your house like just mm-hmm. take it seriously because the sooner we do that the sooner yeah. this is gonna get better but yeah it's there's just... also not really there's not really a benefit to it either like like so it was sourced out of china 
and they had to shut down a bunch of factories because of it. But that's like that's a big source of income for China is those factories. So why? And then so and then like same with uh, a bunch of different industries in all different countries are just there. It's it's threatening to every to each economy. So what? Why would why would the government? Yeah, it's like a global everybody's in on it conspiracy is <laughs> dude they're just trying to change the batteries in the birds birds aren't real they're spy camps <laughs> i know right? <laughs> yeah they don't want you to go outside and see the scissor lift that's 80 feet up in the air trying to change out the 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 batteries in the goose <laughs> exactly damn I don't know if you guys know this, but Dane himself is actually a musician. So when he references like doing other stuff, I assume, and am I fair to say this, Dane, that you are talking about, you know, expanding your musical library? I hope so. I haven't been able to yet because I, I just don't have a setup at home yet. Like I've been relying on going to my university, to the studios to do anything. Oh, music. really? So I, I haven't done anything in the last two weeks with my, with, I only have a keyboard. So that's. That's the struggle is actually hooking it up at home to I don't have proper mics here. So I've just been doing other stuff completely unrelated from a lot of my passion, which is hard right now. So I'm, I'm mainly just wanting to order stuff and, and bring in some equipment in the next couple of days and weeks. But it's tough if you if you weren't prepared for it. It's it's hard. Like if you didn't have a home studio to do whatever work you're doing, it's it's a challenge, right? Yeah. 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 So that's that's the main thing I'm, I've kind of taken out of it is like is is have have yourself prepared at home because yeah if you rely on another source like a university or some studio or public a public library or something like it's good it's good until it's not there right yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. but it's, it's it's good it's good it's it's a challenge and i mean it's i think getting over the the hump of that is is just the beginning and then you have a lot more time to want to do so i'm looking forward to actually getting rolling yeah oh, rolling. yeah one cool thing that i found out apparently that long and mcquade is doing is um they're doing like you can call i don't i don't know how much truth there is this, to this my buddy told me but apparently you can call long and mcquade say like this is what i want to buy and then they have like a drive-through setup where you can come grab the stuff yeah. and pay so it's like completely limiting no yeah, doing like roadside what? pickup that's what? so <laughs> that's pretty yeah. sweet yeah Interesting. Yeah. Brennan, I know, like, Brennan, he was he was going to produce a short film that has been canceled, and also I was producing a short film that was canceled. Nick, he's he's come around this in a lot of creative ways, and he's actually I have. created a, a new story from home, which was pretty yeah. interesting. And I had to do it all through my phone, and it went well. <laughs> went well. And, and also, uh, Dane, like the filmmaker he is, he ins inspired me also to start making movies. I'm currently working on a script for a mystery thriller, and I plan to shoot after we're done with Dane's film. Cool. This is all at home? Sorry. Sorry? This is all at your house? Or this is just like a future project? Uh, future project, yeah. Oh, okay. That's the nice thing is like it gives us time to to write. I think much like musicians, mm -hmm. uh, filmmakers can write, uh, but it's like the like the theory is good. The the writing part is good. It's it's necessary, but I, I definitely crave the actual hands on go out and do it. So that's yeah. that's where I'm kind of at at the moment. It's like 
it's like taking a step back and just focusing on brushing up on my writing skills, brushing up on the theory, mm. learning more about the craft, learning more about the art of our film or whatever it is. So is that what you guys are kind of taking it as? It's like, okay, this is time to step back, listen to more music, like dive into new music, get inspired by new, by, by new sounds. Or how are you guys dealing with it? Like knowing that you can't maybe go out and perform live as easily as before. I've definitely been doing that. I've been going and learning theory again, and uh, like going back, practicing the basics on guitar, just running through the basic scales, everything, doing all, just to get rid of my bad habits and just at the end of this, hopefully come out as a better musician. Yeah, I started learning guitar and piano and ukulele, and I'm, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I've been playing guitar for like four or five years, and then am just actually starting to learn how to play. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is like way easier now that I know. Like, it's easier to write now that I know how music works a little bit. So, it's super good to like build some uh, skills right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. It's definitely necessary, like, I, I'm kind of on the side of the last year thinking, okay, I, I, I spent a lot of time just wanting to learn something and just wanting to, you know, kind of, you're fantasizing about what you want to do, and then I, I realized, okay, I have to actually put in the work now, but now I'm realizing you can only put in the work so much, so I guess it's just like the ebb and flow. Like once once we're able to go outside again and things are relatively normal, I expect maybe this summer we might have like a stretch where the cases mm. will drop and we're able to kind of go back to normal for a little bit. But it's like how 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 much time do we have before we have to kind of retreat again and play safe because there's a could be a second wave. So it, it's I think it's hard to know what to do for the next year. So it's very hard to plan anything creative mm-hmm. or like large yeah. scale because we're just constantly being told like okay, it'll be safe for a little bit, probably down the line, but then it won't be. And then it's like, well, okay, so what what, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> so that's the challenge I find. Nobody knows, man. Nobody yeah. Knows. <laughs> yeah. Just one day at a time, basically. Yeah. yeah. It's kind yeah. of humbling. Like, you realize life is so uh, limitless, but then it, that's not always the case, right? Like One event can happen that just throws everything for mm-hmm. a loop, man. Yeah. Well, and like the other thing is like even like talking to my parents and stuff about this, they're like, I I've never had this. Like this is a very new. Yeah. I don't think there's anybody alive that has really dealt with something like this. Like even the Spanish flu wasn't this like like this. And so it's. And it was almost that was a lifetime ago. Like there's only a couple people. Yeah. That lived through that, you know. So (laughs) nobody has personal experience right now, really. And. Um, and it and we're behaving the exact same way they did to get rid of the Spanish flu. They did the exact same thing. So, like yeah, it's proven right. it's proven to work. But I think there's a lot more stupid people now. Like, <laughs> yeah. Because there's just yeah. more people. There's just more people. So there's more stupid people. You know more people, you know? more people that don't believe what <laughs> they hear. Like they won't trust the news or anything. Whereas I guarantee back then, if like in the newspaper they're like stay inside, they stayed inside. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whereas now we have this like uh this promoted philosophy of like, Alex Jones self question everything. 
Yeah, which yeah. is good to a point. Like, we should ask questions, but, like, when there's proven facts and, like, people dying and everything shutting down, like, just stop. Just, <laughs> like, <laughs> obviously. Oh, just wild. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. What do, what do you guys think will come out of this, like, culturally? Like, I know a lot of a lot of albums are being delayed by musicians because of the situation, like, you know, maybe they had a tour lined up with the release date, and now it's like, well, we'll just hang off on releasing the album because we won't be able to capitalize on having this tour alongside of it. So, so musicians are, are waiting to release stuff, and then also just the the task of maybe going to a studio right now is hard. Um, uh, and then movies are being delayed six months to a year. Mm-hmm. But what do you think yeah. people will look at as like 2020? Like, what will the what will people remember as far as like cultural moments? Like, will it all be just online? like memes and stuff like I don't, I don't know what to expect from this it'll just be miserable i mean the yeah. beginning started with world war three and then australia <laughs> and then well, now we have yeah. the coronavirus 2020 yeah. and a roller coaster well, yeah. There's, yeah there's a really cool facebook group right now uh they're called uh socially distant fest and it's just like you go on there and you go like if there's like not too busy of a like stage um, you can go on, go live, and people can donate money to you or just comment and like your videos and stuff like that. So I think stuff like that is going to be pretty popular for a while. And then once this, like, starts to wind down, I think, like, entertainment is just going to, like, explode for a little bit. Yeah. But he's going to like, albums, the new tours, the new, like, shows. Like, I know so many people that are like, dude, I don't even care who the band is. I just want to be at a show. And I'm like, yeah, shows are going to be really good for a while. Um, but I also think that, like, big name bands are going to have a really easy time putting out new content right away just because they have the funding behind them. And then people with, like, like home recording studios that mix their own stuff are going to be able to as well. But people who, like like us, who are going somewhere to record and, like, we don't have that kind of equipment or the mixing skills to do it. It's going to take a minute just because, like, we don't have the money to pay people because we don't, like, I've been laid off. Um, I know Nico isn't going to work right now because he, like, is quarantining. Kyle is, uh, like, has asthma, and so he can't go to work. And, uh, like, uh, Kane's situation is pretty much the same. So it's just, like, the amount of money we have is slowly dwindling because of all the monthly expenses we have. And so when it all ends, we got to go back to work so we can afford to do everything. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. What do you, what do you think as far as like um, musicians? I know most musicians that are up and coming, they, they need day jobs to supplement their, their musical aspirations. Do you think that changed the way musicians approach day jobs? Like, okay, Maybe being a server is not very safe anymore because I could lose my job every six months during this outbreak. So what are some like remote jobs that you think will be really good for musicians? I, I, I was reading about like teaching music online is probably going to be a lot more common for uh, musicians. What, yeah. what kind of avenues do you guys think will really take off? I personally have no clue. <laughs> Probably, I, I I could see there being a lot more online people like uh, going for lessons and like just basically every like person who's any sort of like that's decent at an instrument will be trying to 
do some sort of online lessons or something. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Like, you think of just the world population, how many people out there want to learn music, right? Mm-hmm. At any given moment, everyone's at home, everyone's cooped up, everyone's bored, mm-hmm. they want to do something. So I can only imagine that's going to be huge for musicians to be able to find students around the world that would be willing yeah. to Like, you think of just everyone around the world, Italy, China, the population of China, like, how many people want to learn music because music gets them through their day like it gets it gets me through my day listening to music and Mm -hmm. so playing music is also a whole other thing to to embark on that's like a a year's worth of you know intense practice or more right so i I feel like there's a lot of good things that will come out of this for people that have a skill like playing an instrument like there's just so many ways to probably make money now online if you're creative i think there's also going to be like a big sort of digital renaissance right now with everybody being trapped in their houses there's going to be a lot of developers and app guys that design apps and um just people inventing online with new ideas and innovations for people to way like ways to make money digitally um Mm because obviously that's that's become instantly the biggest market in the world making money online um so we're going to see like it's really hard to predict where the future is going to go because there is going to be so many new applications and innovations invented in the next six months that are totally going to change the music industry again. And it's impossible to even predict what those things are going to be. They're going to be really interesting and they're definitely going to be things we've never seen before that we're going to adapt to very quickly because we're sitting at our houses figuring out how to use them as they come at us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting. Um, Yeah. As far as, I, I think, like, for example, a lot of musicians' viewership is being kind of, like, obviously halved with, um, like, I, like you know, with, like, YouTube. It's, it's harder to generate views on YouTube as of the last few years. Mm-hmm. But do you think this will reintroduce the sort of blowing up online through YouTube sort of phenomenon that was more a thing maybe 10 years ago? Like, well, it's easier to go viral? Yeah. Do you think that... So I just started making videos. <laughs> Actually, like on a separate YouTube channel or specifically for the band? I, I like, cause I just I just made the playthrough of our latest uh, single, Sinking Ships, and I put it on like the band's YouTube channel, and then I'm also wanting to start like a separate one of just other guitar stuff, playthroughs, gear reviews, and everything, cause. I'm I'm obsessed with gear. Like I love, I love guitars, I love amps, I love everything that makes them sound and Dude, just be the next Davey five oh four. Yeah. <laughs> love love that man so much. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, like reviews are huge i can't tell you how many times i've looked up on youtube to see if whatever i was buying that cost like more than like a hundred dollars is worth it yeah. just to see like like maybe two people because it's like such an obscure piece or whatever just talk about yeah. it and i'm like thank you like even if it only has like a couple of thousand views i'm still like i appreciate this so much yeah even if i'm not looking for something i'm gonna be buying i just watch people talk about gear basically all day every day yeah Especially if they're passionate about it. Like, if someone's yeah. passionate about anything, I don't care what the topic is, like, I'll listen to you. Like, night and day. No yeah. doubt about 
<laughs> so do you <laughs> uh should should we get into the uh my passionate theories on on the newest star wars movie <laughs> oh <my goodness>. <laughs> <laughs> i've heard a lot of theories and like people are like just bashing it for like hours on end i'm like people upload like three hour long videos just like going through every yeah. single point every single plot point and every single like sub theme or whatever and talking about how it's absolutely garbage and i was like and they actually go like three hours long just like yeah. straight i'm like oh that yeah, kind of passion be. it's a little See, bit much I for really me but... Like it, but i can't go for that long <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. But I think I think the world needs that, you know? It's just someone just yeah. so obsessed with how bad a movie is. Like, it's just so entertaining. Like, the idea. I mean, I watched the whole thing, but I love the idea of it, you know? <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fine. Yeah. I, I Like, it's a Star Wars movie. <laughs> right there with you. you haven't seen The Matrix, so you can't I have. Anything. I saw it yesterday. It's it's okay, good. So okay. get wrecked. <laughs> Just the first I one? Watch this yeah, just the first one. It's the only first one one's the only good one anyways, man. That's yeah, yeah don't, good point. Don't even bother with the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's crazy. I'm excited, you know, for the future. I don't like being quarantined, but I think it could be a lot worse, you know. I still try and go out and do, like, walks and jogs and stuff like that, but I definitely limit my time out there. I'm right next to, like... Um, uh, Nose Hill, Nose Hill Park. So it's really nice, and there's not a lot of people out there. Social distancing is really easy. You know, there's a lot of dogs, so it's really cute. But at the same time, I'm just like, I want to go back to like MRU. But I guess you know everything's still on hold. So you know, in the meantime, we're finding solutions around everything. That's why me and Dane, Dane kind of proposed this, and we kind of started this. We started doing this format for our show last week, and you know, I think it's I think it's pretty successful. Yeah, I, I agree I'm, too. I'm enjoying it. Like, it's, yeah. I think it's a better alternative. It's not the best. I'd love to see you guys in person, like everyone just coming in the studio and just having a blast. But, you know, as far as it goes, like, I'm actually pretty impressed with it. Yeah. Well, and like, I know, like, Kane don't, doesn't live in a super highly populated area. Taylor either. Nico lives all the way down in Okotoks. Oh, really? Kyle's in Drayton Valley, three hours from Calgary. So like, fine. <laughs> he drives down Drayton every weekend Valley? for practice when it's not quarantining. So, <laughs> but like, even where he lives, like, there's nobody. Like when I went, I used to go up there for our metal band, uh, and then we're like practicing down here now. And mm -hmm. uh, like, I I think I maybe on a given day I'd see like five people out so like it's wow. dead it's dead all the time he could literally just walk around all over that place and be fine yeah <laughs> you're not really under quarantine technically well, yeah but... what happened like i i'm not going to work because of this i'm uh like i still haven't went into town and like because i live out of town but I still haven't went in. It's been, what, is today Friday? So eight days now. I've been in the house. Yeah. Uh, I, but, like, because I'm out in the country, like, I can box with my dogs and everything. So I can still go outside. And But it's just I just haven't went into town. And I just want to, with my asthma... And they're recommending people with asthma quarantine for up to 12 weeks, which is ridiculous. Oh, what? Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. 
Yeah. Well, it's because it's, it's like it's a respiratory illness, and so he's like yeah. part of the fifteen percent that it actually really hurt and stuff. Yeah. So I just don't want to get it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, okay. it's like people, people I'm living with, I'm living. Uh, my fiance's parents, uh, they have her. Uh, my fiance's dad. He's going in for open heart surgery soon, and so also I don't wanna. I don't want to bring anything to get in uh, to make him sick. Yeah, I'm sort of in the same boat. Like the girl I've been hanging out with for the past little while, she her her grandpa. Okay, she's staying at her mom's until she moves into her new place, and at her mom is going to Lethbridge soon to see her grandpa when he goes in for cancer surgery. So she also cannot be around anything. <laughs> so damn. That's like next level quarantine. Yeah, yeah. you said it, Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> I have a little studio set up here, and I can like record and do everything. Yeah, brag about it. <laughs> <laughs> what a flex! <laughs> That's crazy. It's, it's nothing. It's nothing good. It's it's on a it's on a little desk beside a makeup desk that I'm stuffed into a corner and but I make I can make do with it. Yeah. I was gonna ask, as you guys are musicians, have you guys kind of built your own studio at home or have you yes. kind of like made it like a mini little rig in like yeah. temporary because you don't know how long it's gonna be, right? For 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 Kyle and I we both just have like we'll we'll have our computer, we'll have an interface to DI our guitars, we pro we program drums um, I have, I have like my, a couple microphones and I think that's pretty much, yeah. that I think that's pretty much it for our setup. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just my laptop, my interface, my monitors and a cable for my guitars. And that's, that's all I got. That's all nice. rolling. I've got this stuff. Can you guys see that? Hey, yeah. wow. Nice. Oh, damn. damn, what a setup. Oh, yeah, I have a MIDI keyboard, too. I got a focus Mine's just, like, collecting dust behind my computer. It's <laughs> <laughs> really cool. But mine is this laptop there. We've got monitors. Because of your freaking yeah. effect. <laughs> yeah, it's so blurry. <laughs> well, I don't know how to stop that. <laughs> okay. Mine is uh, literally just this beautiful, beautiful microphone that is definitely not meant for recording. So Ooh, that's super cool. That's my whole setup. Then I have a tree of guitars over here. and Nice. Dane, you just have the keyboard? Yeah, I just have the keyboard, but I don't have, like, Adobe Edition. I don't have any Nothing. sort of audio program on my home computer, so I'm screwed. Oh, really? Uh, we recently got access to the Adobe Creative Cloud, though. How about yeah, you, Brendan? Do you have your own studio? Uh, no. Farthest thing from it, unfortunately. <laughs> just, a, just a PC. Yeah, that's it. Mm. Although I do have the Creative Suite, which I, I got through other means. Um, What's your yeah. plan? <laughs> well it's not uh but yeah it's it worked for me beautifully like i'm really enjoying editing the little bit that i can i don't have anything edit, to edit anymore or produce 
so it's kind of unfortunate but you know we do what we can right mm-hmm. yeah we can still order stuff which is good like yeah bring stuff to the house so probably order a new laptop in a little bit set mm-hmm. something up but we have already hit an hour wow guys that went by actually wow two yeah. six right on awesome well thanks for thanks for having me boys anytime thank you so much jay for thanks jay that was thanks thanks for having us stay safe thank you thank you so much it was a great time thank you yeah i'll see you guys later keep it real it was nice meeting you jay (laughs) stay safe you guys and we'll catch you guys later as well see you guys later bye thanks for coming bye bye thanks for having us Anytime, anytime. Thank, thank you, thank it was, you. It was real cool. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was something else. This is sweet. It was something else. <laughs> so, so, something else. Uh, wait. Oh, I can. I have the power to end the call for everyone. Everybody's leaving. So <laughs> this, this is good. You have, um, Nick, you have the button. Do you? Ah, uh, right. Okay. See ya. For DM your BF, this was DM. This is the BF. It's great. It's great talk. It's great talk. Co host. This is the enemy. The enemy. The enemy. Bye, guys. I'll see you next week. See ya. Bye. Bye.